Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Coach Time on the Believe Network. I'm your host, John Lyons. Big thank you to Brendan Hall for joining us on the last episode. We learned quite a bit about his business, about esports, and its future. Some really interesting stuff. Highly recommend you give that a listen if you haven't already. And in today's pod, a couple things I want to hit on. It's kind of that slow news time of the year, but I think there was still some really big developments, especially we'll start in the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins chooses the Tennessee Titans over the New England Patriots. Those were the two main suitors for his services. Both had given him contract offers. I want to start with the impact on Tennessee, then I'm going to get to the impact on the New England Patriots after that. And Tennessee is getting a player who he's 30 years old right now, and he's heading into his age 31 season. He turns, excuse me, he just turned 31 in June, excuse me. So he's 31 years old now. And he's a guy that he's had limited playing time the last two years, 10 games in 2021, nine games in 2020. But when he's been on the field, he's been really productive. You go back to 2021, 13.6 yards per reception, really solid number, not right up there with his career highs, which were in the 15s, but solid number. Nonetheless, he had eight touchdowns, 572 yards receiving. Then last year, he had 717 yards on 64 catches, 11 yards, just over 11 yards per catch and three touchdowns. So he's a guy that when he's been out there, he's been really productive, at least on a per game basis. Now, I understand he's 31 years old now, that wrong side of 30, but I still believe he probably has at least one, if not two good years left. Now, he may not be elite anymore. The 1,500-yard guy that he was in 2018, that three-time All-Pro he was in 2017, 18, and 19. It might not be quite to that level, but if he can give you 11 yards per catch through an entire season, if you can get an entire season out of him and get somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 catches, maybe even 80. If you think about last year, he had 64 catches in nine games on a bad Arizona team. So if you can get 75 to 80 catches, if you're Tennessee, that's a huge win. And the thing about Tennessee is, their receiver room, obviously, a couple of years ago, they trade A.J. Brown. He goes to the Super Bowl with Philly last year. They draft Traylon Burks. The Tennessee Titans wide receiver room as a whole has not been very good. In fact, you could make the case it's one of the worst in the NFL production-wise. Now, Traylon Burks, I think, has some real potential. He himself, 33 catches last year, 13 and a half yards per catch. Only one touchdown, though. So it's something that, I think Hopkins walks in the building there and is already the best receiver on the Titans roster. Not that that's a shock, but he's going to help not just Ryan Tannehill. He's going to help all the other receivers. You still have Derrick Henry there. And the AFC South, they're only going to probably send one team to the playoffs. I think it's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars who are going to win that division, who, by the way, they're getting Calvin Ridley back. That is a bigger addition, arguably, than DeAndre Hopkins going to Tennessee. And no offense to DeAndre Hopkins, just Calvin Ridley is this ascending player about to his prime. Now he's been a year off from football, so we'll see if he can put it together. If he can, it's going to be just as big, if not bigger, in addition than Hopkins going to Tennessee. However, I think Tennessee, to me, is probably, and I don't think it's a very good division, Houston's bad. Tennessee and Indianapolis, they're at least in range of Jacksonville. They could sneak up and win that division. Again, I think you have to win that division in order to make the playoffs. I just don't see them sending a wild card. And even though I look at Jacksonville as the top dog, if DeAndre Hopkins has a great year, Derrick Henry has a good year, that Tennessee defense, let's see if they play. They have a solid front seven, see if they can play well. 
maybe they have a chance to win that division. Or if you look at the Indianapolis Colts, maybe that's a team that if Anthony Richardson comes in and is good, that's a roster that I know Jonathan Taylor had a down year last year, but he's still a really talented back. And that's a good offensive line. It's a good defense, especially the front seven. I think that is a team that maybe if Anthony Richardson is good, could surprise people and win the division. But I still think it's Jacksonville. And why am I saying all this? Because I think DeAndre Hopkins puts Tennessee from being out of range of winning the division to now they're in the conversation of winning the division and making the playoffs. So I think it's a good move for Tennessee. It's a two-year deal, but essentially it's a one-year deal. And then we'll see, as are a lot of NFL contracts. From the New England Patriots perspective, look, I think their receiver room is better than the Titans, but it's still a middling receiver room in the league at best. You bring in DeAndre Hopkins, he would walk in and be your best receiver right away. And I think Devontae Parker's a good player, and he had a good year when he was on the field last year, but he still missed time, and that's the book on him. He consistently misses three or four games almost every single year. Kendrick Bourne had 800 yards receiving in 2021, was mostly absent last year in the coach's doghouse. Tyquan Thornton, great speed, but he's dealing with an injury this spring. He was inconsistent as a rookie last year. So I think there's a lot of potential in the Patriots receiver room, but there's not a lot of surefire answers. And I think DeAndre Hopkins, at least for this year, would have given them a surefire answer. So I think it's a frustrating non-signing for the Patriots. Just in the two, you look at that division, Buffalo is good and they are going to be probably the team that wins the division, but I don't look at them quite as the big bad bills of a couple of years ago. The Jets are going to be a lot better with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of teams think they're a quarterback away. I've said this before. The Jets really were a quarterback away. Now I think they're a team that may win the division, and I think even if they don't, could still go deep in the playoffs. And Miami was a playoff team last year. I still like New England better than Miami, but they bring in Vic Fangio. They bring in Jalen Ramsey. That's And if two is healthy, that's a team that could very well make the playoffs. And you look at the Patriots, too. That's a team that, as bad as things were on special teams and as bad as things were with their offensive coaching last year, they were one win away from being a playoff team for the second year in a row with Mac Jones. So I think when you look at the Patriots, if they had added DeAndre Hopkins, all of a sudden they are going to be not necessarily a division favorite, but I think a surefire wildcard team. Like I still think the Patriots will make the playoffs, but they're going to have to fight and claw for it because if the Bills win the division, that leaves you three wild card spots. I think the Jets get one of them. So then that leaves two wild card spots for the Patriots, the Dolphins, probably the Ravens, assuming the Bengals win the AFC North. We'll see what the Browns are with Deshaun Watson for a full year. Vegas blew three 17 point leads in the first half of the season last year. If they hang on to those games, it's a different season for them. So they're going to be in that conversation. We'll see if Garoppolo's healthy, if Denver's better than Russell Wilson and the Chargers are a playoff team a year ago as well. So it's a lot of teams for two spots. Now, I think New England, and I'm going to discuss this more in my season preview later this summer, but I think New England can and will be one of those teams to make the playoffs. But I think if you add Hopkins, it makes it almost a surefire thing. As long as health is on your side, you're one of those teams. And it makes you much more of a threat in the playoffs. So DeAndre Hopkins goes to Tennessee, does not go to New England, as frustrating as it is. And that's really all I have on the NFL agenda today. However, I do have some NBA stuff to get to. Really interesting. I want to start with, first, I talked last week about the Dame Lillard 
situation and why the Philadelphia 76ers should be going all in to get Joel, excuse me, to get Damian Lillard to pair with Joel Embiid. And I thought Embiid had some really interesting comments this week that not only affect their pursuit of Damian Lillard, but could affect the entire fate of the 76ers franchise. And I'm going to go through all that right after this break and a word from our sponsors. Welcome back into Coach Time. I'm your host, John Lyons, and we spent the first half of the show talking about DeAndre Hopkins and his impact not only on Tennessee, but on the New England Patriots, who he did not choose in the AFC playoff picture as a whole. I want to shift gears now and talk about another huge piece of news this week, even though it wasn't technically player movement yet, per se, is Joel Embiid and his comments in L.A. He said that he wants to win a championship, and he said could be Philly or anywhere else, which if you're the 76ers, if you're a 76ers fan, that's going to make your heart stop. And for Joel Embiid, I said this last week, they should be all in for Dame Lillard, the 76ers should, because that would be the best player Joel Embiid has played with. No disrespect to one year of Jimmy Butler, but it would be the best player he's played with. It would be a good fit with him. And Joel Embiid's a guy who I know he signed through 2027, but he's creeping up on to 30. He's 29 right now. He's had injury issues in the past. He's had a lot of frustrations, never played in the conference finals. They need to find a way to pair someone with him that's going to make him be a true championship contender, which frankly the 76ers haven't been. We Sam Hinkie got hired in 2013. The 76ers fans have been trusting the process for 10 years across multiple GMs and they haven't gotten out of the second round, which if you're Embiid, you've got to be pretty frustrated by that. But if the process, quote unquote, ends with Joel Embiid and Dame Lillard and Nick Nurse as your head coach, you're cooking then. You're probably at least in the conference finals. But now Embiid's comments, and I appreciate the fact that he wants to win a championship. I get it. This is the league MVP who led the league in scoring last year, 33.1 points per game, was eighth in the league in rebounds, 10.2 rebounds per game, also chipped in four assists a game and shot 54% or just under 55% really from the field. Wants not doesn't say he wants out, but now he's not just, hey, I'm loving to be, you know, I love being a 76er. No, now it's I want to win a championship wherever that may be. And I know I'm paraphrasing him. So honestly, if I was Portland, I would pick up the phone and say, no, we're not going to trade you Dame Lillard. Do you want Scoot Henderson in a package to bring Joel Embiid here? to play with Dame to try to win a championship. And I think there's teams that maybe they're not going to call now, but if the Sixers have another year where they lose in the second round, or even if they finally make the conference finals, but they lose in five games, or they don't look good and they lose in four, teams are going to call next summer. And I wouldn't be shocked if there's real strong offers made for Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid's a guy who he's such a great player that he can fit with pretty much anyone. You want to fit him with Luka Doncic in Dallas. You want to fit him with Dame Lillard in Portland. And I know that's probably not what's going to happen, but just bear with me. You want to put him in New Orleans. You want to put him wherever. He's going to fit with pretty much anybody in the NBA. You want to put him with Jalen Brunson in New York on the Knicks. He's going to fit with anybody. And because of that, there can be a lot of suitors for him. And because he's also signed through 2027. So if you trade for Embiid next summer, you're going to have multiple years as he probably finishes his prime and multiple chances to win a championship. So if I'm the 76ers, I need to take a good look in the mirror and think we need to do something to our roster right now that's going to put us in 
at minimum, the conference finals. And I think, and it can't be a situation where, oh, we lose in the second round of Boston in seven games and Boston goes on to win a title and we're close. Like it kind of was this year where they lost to Boston in seven games and they can look at it as if we had beaten Boston, we probably would have beat Miami and been in the NBA finals. That's not going to cut it. And it shouldn't cut it anyway, but it's definitely not going to cut it now after these Embiid comments. And just even without those comments, just another year of that happening, I think is just not going to be acceptable to Embiid or the 76ers. They went out, they made a coaching change. They brought in Nick Nurse. Tyrese Maxey is ascending. But this is a team that if they roll into next year with the only significant change being Nick Nurse's head coach, maybe they can get to the conference finals. But you also then got to look at it. What if they get to the playoffs and the Celtics with Chris Tapps Porzingis are finally able to consistently close teams out? What if Miami has Dame Lillard? What if the Knicks take a step forward and go to the next level. Milwaukee, what if Milwaukee's fully healthy? Even with the Nick Nurse's head coach, you're probably still not getting out of the second round. So I think if you're Philly, you have to make a move, whether it's Dame Lillard or there's some other star I'm not even thinking of, you need to make a move to try to make this a minimum conference finals team this year. Otherwise, this may be the last year of Joel Embiid as a Philadelphia 76er. One other piece of player movement I want to touch on we got the MLB trade deadline in a couple weeks. Shohei Otani. This is now a real story. I think this is something that was fun to talk about in the offseason, fun to talk about earlier in the year. Ever since Mike Trout got injured, this is now a real story, and we're getting down to, hey, we're a couple weeks away. And if I'm the Angels, I trade him. And I think Shohei Otani is one of the best baseball players ever. If I was making a list of the 10 best ever, I might already put him on. At least by the end of the, his career, he will be. I think he goes somewhere. He can propel a team to a World Series. The problem is he has seen for six years now, the Angels can't figure it out. And if he has other options, especially on the West Coast, Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego, the Dodgers, he has multiple other options on the West Coast because there are reports that he wants to stay on the West Coast. He has multiple other options on the West Coast. Even if you want to throw the Arizona Diamondbacks in there, because Phoenix, you know, only hour and a half flight, couple hour flight from the West Coast. He now, I think, is closer to leaving. And I don't have any firsthand reporting on this, but just if he wants to win, and he's mentioned he wants to win, if I'm the Angels, I would think he is now closer to leaving than ever before. And I would trade him. And if you can get a Juan Soto-ish type haul from last year, it's, you know, hey, you don't want to lose the guy. You don't want to trade him. But if it's that or the guy walks, I think you should trade him. And then you can at least control where he goes for now. You know, he can sign wherever he wants after the year. But if you trade him to San Francisco and the hope is he likes San Francisco, then at least he's not in your division and he's not in the American League. But if I'm the Angels, look, they have shown year after year they can't figure it out. They have the best player in baseball in Shohei Otani and another top five player in Mike Trout. They've had them together for years, and they can't make the playoffs. So if I'm Otani, I probably want to go somewhere else. But if I'm the Angels, I not only trade Otani, but I see if I can, in the offseason, trade Mike Trout. And you don't have to – and the luxury – the one luxury they do have is with those guys, first of all, maybe you can attach Anthony Rendon's contract to that and have even more money come off the books. But those guys are such great players and so impactful for contenders – you can get a combination of elite prospects and major league players. So you can trade both those guys between now and the offseason and not 
be a terrible team the next three years tanking, trying to rebuild from the ground up because you can get such a haul for them that maybe you have a tough year next year, but by 2025, if you hit it right, you're contending for a division title because these two guys together, as great as they are, they're Hall of Famers. They're two guys out of 25 in a sport that is more individualized than any of the other team sports. So I think you have to look into trading Shohei Otani. There, be, there is going to be a huge market for him, whether it's a team that only views him as a rental or a team that wants him potentially for the long term. And then I think in the offseason, you have to look into trading Mike Trout. And I think if the Angels do those two things correctly, they can totally reset their organization and be contending for a division title within a couple of years. If they botch the two situations, they're going to continue to be in this organizational purgatory in the middle of the AL West for indefinitely, really, but for the foreseeable future, at least. So again, slow kind of news time of the year, but I thought those three stories really stood out to me over the past week. Wanted to share my thoughts on them. I will be back with another episode next week. Make sure you tune in to Coach Time on the Believe Network. Thank you for listening. 